Welcome to the Christian Life Austin podcast. Visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, register for an upcoming event, or support the Christian Life ministry through our online giving portal. We trust that you'll enjoy today's message. Thank you once again for listening. today. Amen. And I want God to do that. So I'm asking you to stand. I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to speak today. I'm going to speak today on, on this word, this word called favor. I'm just going to talk about favor. I, I love the way that Jaron has illustrated that on the screen today. Favor. Everybody say favor. Whether you want to accept it or not, you're walking in it. You're walking in it. Well, why is this? Well, let me tell you something. You, you're, 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 you're accentuating the negative. You're eliminating the positive. You're walking in it. Children of God walk in it. You just got to learn to start recognizing what God's doing in your life. Amen? So I want to talk about this today, and I'm going to go to the word of the Lord from Luke chapter 4. It says it simply like this in the NIV. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went to the synagogue I love this I love this this little this little scripture right here has helped me so much as was his custom everybody say Jesus went to church, Jesus went to church. wait a minute he's the son of God Jesus went to church you don't think you need it and he did hello Jesus went to church. Say, oh, God. Thank you for pointing that out to me, Pastor. Jesus went to the house of God, as was his custom. He went to church. It needs to be a custom for you. And stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, unrolling it. He found the place where it is written. Here it is. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and the recovery of the sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Now watch this. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The word proclaim means to declare something. The word proclaim means to announce something publicly. To proclaim something with your mouth open and declaring it. Not thinking it, but to proclaim it. To speak it out. And Jesus spoke. I'm here to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You believe that? Lift up your hand and say, preach to us today, Pastor. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. So Jesus was proclaiming what he called the year of the Lord's favor. In Jewish history, there is a year every 50 years that they call the year of Jubilee where slaves were freed and debts were canceled and properties were returned to families that had lost those properties in hard times. And for all the theologians that are gathered in this room and all those that are prescribed out there somewhere writing books, let me say something, that Jesus was not referring to a calendar year. He was not referring to a particular calendar year. He was referring to a season of life. He is referring to something that he called a season. 
because the Bible said that after he was tempted three times in the wilderness, that the devil departed from him for a season. And he was talking about a season here. And we are living, folks, in that season right now. We are living in the year of the Lord's favor. So I don't think that heaven would be offended by anyone who wants to proclaim that 2013 is the year of the Lord's favor. Say favor. favor. I want you to start saying that a lot. Say favor, favor for our lives. I felt like I wanted to remind you that we are living in the times of God's favor. This is a grace dispensation. If you realize, if you read that, he was quoting Isaiah's chapter 61 where Isaiah said, went on to say, proclaim the, the year of the Lord or the favor of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. But the Bible said that the, the, the Lord closed the book when he proclaimed that and gave it to the minister. In other words, he said, what I want you to preach, what I want you to declare is not my vengeance. I want you to declare my favor. I want you to preach about my favor. But there is such a, there's such a line between the finite and the infinite. And we see things so conditionally in our world today. And we think, you know, because this is this and that's that, I have to earn some things in my life. I have to get on a treadmill and earn some stuff in my life. I have to earn this body. I have to earn my degree. I have to earn some things in life, earn my wages. But when it comes to the grace of God, when it comes to the mercy of God, mercy and grace is unmerited. Mercy and grace is unmerited. One is not getting what you deserve, and the other is getting what you don't deserve. Amen? But here I want to preach to you for the next little while because I want to encourage you. If you need to proclaim this year as a year of God's favor, I want to put a statement on the board. Our words are a creative spiritual force. Say it with me. My words are a creative spiritual force. That's why things like dumb, stupid, ignorant, those kind of words don't need to come out of our mouth when we're describing how we think about things in life or, or even our children. Our children need to hear warm words. They need to hear words of favor. They need to hear words of growth. They need to hear words of kindness. They need to hear words coming out of our mouth that will tell them, hey, you are an exceller in life. One of the things that God has given this pastor of this church and every one of these staff members, and I love every one of them, but this pulpit is a positive reinforcement center because Jesus Christ needs ministers that will not stand up and bag the people and throw them over the edge of the cliff. He needs ministers that will stand up and unbag you and stand you up and say, you are a part of the kingdom of God. Come out of your shell. Come out of that cave that you're in. Come out of that battle that you're in and understand that if God is for you, who can be against you? Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life, say it, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So what we proclaim with our words can bring life or it can bring death. 
It can bring hope or it can bring despair. It can bring bondage or it can bring freedom. It can bring captivity or it can bring liberty. It can make a mountain or it can move a mountain. It can tear you down or it can build you up. It can encase you and incarcerate you or it can set you free. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you in the middle of February on the third week of this month to right now start proclaiming like Jesus did, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor in my life. There is a scripture that we quote a lot. We don't quote the whole scripture. Don't put it up just yet. We say it like this, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. But let me tell you how that scripture starts. Put it up, Psalms 30 and 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor. I didn't say that. I'm preaching the word of God. Everybody say he may get mad at us every now and then. But his anger is just about that long. But his favor is forever. His favor is forever. His favor is forever. Everybody say never ending. Everybody say never runs out. Everybody say it's always around us. Everybody say it's on me. It's with me. And I can't help it. You need to start smiling like you've never smiled before and say, you know why I'm happy? I may not have a lot of money. I may not drive the nicest car. I may buy my clothes at GW Industry. I may have a lot of things going against me, but one thing I've got going for me, I have the favor of God in my life, and God's favor is on me. He may be angry for a little while at me, but his favor is forever. It lasts a lifetime. You can't grasp the extent of God's favor or understand its magnitude. It's not something that is for only one season of your life. It's not something that's with you only when you've made the right choice or done something right. There's that earning again. It's not something with a quota or a measurement on it. It is favor forever. You know what double F in music is, don't you? It means extremely loud. I think you ought to tell the devil every time he comes around, double F on you, devil. Double F on you, devil. I have favor forever. I have favor forever. And I think you ought to raise your voice and say it as loud as you can, devil. Get off my trail. Get off my back. Get off my thoughts. Get out of my mind. I've got favor in my life. I know he may be angry at me when I mess up, but I've got favor forever. And I'm going to tell you loud. I'm going to tell you proud. I'm going to tell you strong. I am God's child, and he is my God. We're about to have church up in here. We're about to have church up in here. Exodus or Leviticus chapter 26 says it this way. I will look on you with favor, God said, and make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I'll keep my covenant. Psalms chapter 5 says, surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Psalms 84 says, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk is blameless. Psalms chapter 90, may the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. 
Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Psalms 3 and 4 says, Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Daniel chapter 1 and 9 says, Now God has caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. In Acts 2, when they had received the baptism of the Spirit in verse 47, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Can I tell you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven scriptures I have read to you and said that God gave favor. He gave favor in a foreign land. He gave favor to Holy Ghost-filled people. He gave favor to a psalmist. He gave favor back in the law. God always blesses people with favor. Why don't you just stand up and receive it? Why don't you let your heart receive what God has for you today? It's time for you to step up and say, this is my year, this is my season, this is my time, this is my opportunity, and I receive the favor of God in my life. Please be seated. Thank you. I'm going to give you five little things here. Number one, favor is the outworking of God's grace. Say the outworking of God's grace. Amen. Let me tell you what the definition of grace is. It's unmerited favor. It's something you can't earn. You can't pick that up in the finite. We think the better we are, the more God's going to love us and the more he's going to bless us. So to understand favor, we have to go back to its origin in grace, which means favor is something done or granted out of goodwill rather than from the justice or remuneration. Favor is unmerited. When someone says to you, I want to do you a favor, what they're saying is, I want to do something for you not based on something you did to deserve it. I don't expect you to pay me for it. I want to do you a favor. I've gotten on airplanes. I can't tell you the number of times I've gotten on airplanes, and I, I, I love my aisle seat. I love it. I love my aisle seat. God, I love that aisle seat. I don't have to crawl over anybody to go to the restroom. I can just get up and go to the restroom. Instead of saying, excuse me, excuse me, please, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'd rather somebody come by me as me have to go by somebody. But I have given up my seat. I've seen little, little girls, little women come in there with their kids, and, and, they, and you see them coming, you see them coming, and they must think I have this face. Of all the people on the plane, they'll walk up to me many times and say, Sir, we have, this, we have this row right here. We have this row right here. But we need one more seat. And you're sitting here on the end. Could you let me have your seat because I'm back there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what are you going to give me for it? How much are you going to pay me? I don't ask that. I just get up and I go back and sit three rows from the back. Because I heard that's the safest part of the plane. I don't look at it as... I had to give my seat up. I blessed somebody. I gave them favor. I blessed them. I didn't require anything of them. One day I was doing this. So help me. One day I was doing this, and somebody came in there and said, Sir, do you mind? I said, No, 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 I don't mind. I've been here before. I'm a dad. I've got three daughters. I understand all of that, what it's about. And I was on my way back, and the flight attendant said, Sir, 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 come up here. we got a seat in first class for you. Here. Here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I want to tell you. 
You can't do wrong in giving favor because God Almighty has got a first-class seat for you. It's time for you to understand that many of you are riding coach. Many of you are riding coach. You, you, you know what the difference in stagecoach first class and stagecoach third class was? The third class people on stagecoach had to get out and fix the flats. If there, if there was any wheel that come off, they had to fix the wheel and put it back on. Second class had to get water at the nearest house and bring water to the people. First class got to sit in the coach. Here's what God wants you to do. God wants you to sit up front and say, I don't care what happens out there. I don't care what's going on. I'm just, I'm, I'm understanding something in my heart. God's got a blessing for me. God's got favor for my life. And that don't mean you sit back and not work. I'm not talking about that. But you understand that you can relax in the fact that no matter what happens negatively against you, you're walking in the favor of Almighty God in your life. I do, I do something you know, when, when, I, when I'm out driving my car, when I'm just driving my car, just simple stuff, when I'm driving my car, and I go to a shopping center, go to a place, I said, need a little help, Lord. Need a little help. Need a good parking place. You know me, I'm not into physical fitness. I need a little parking place. <laughs> help me out, Lord. The other day, my wife, yesterday, in fact, my wife and, and I went out to eat at a place that we found, a, we found a, one of our favorite Mexican restaurants. It's a new place. And if you ask me for church, I'll tell you because and if they'll give me something, I'll advertise for them. But no, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But we went out. And, and the other day, we ate there on Valentine's Day. We, somebody had told us about it. I think Brenda McCain had told my wife about it. So we went out to that place, and we loved it. We loved it. We loved it. And when I pulled up, when I pulled up, I said, Lord, I need a front row. I need a front row parking spot. I'm your, I'm your servant. I don't need to walk a lot. I'm, I'm doing a lot this weekend. I got a funeral. I got a wedding. I got baby dedication. I've got preached twice Sunday. I don't need to walk forever. Help me, Lord. Right on the front row, right beside the restaurant was a non-handicapped spot. And I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's unmerited. It's unmerited. I'll slip you five, Lord, if you'll bless me and open a parking place. And so yesterday, Patty was saying, well, babe, you know, you know I, don't, I don't get those things in my life. I said, we're going to get one today, Patty. We're going to get one today. We're going to get a parking place today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know it sounds so simple. I think it's so, it's so absurd what I'm preaching right now, but I've found out that it doesn't matter how big it is. It's not about winning the lottery. It's about seeing favor on your life every day. It's not about everything going right in your house. It's about seeing favor on your life. It's about seeing and understanding that God's got something great for you. And we pulled up. Guess where we parked? Two spots from where I parked. We were just a little bit further because it was her driving, not me. I believe in it. I believe in it. I'm a West Texas boy. You hear me? I'm a West Texas boy from West Texas. My dad's not a preacher. My family didn't have anybody, any connections. In fact, my, my, my mother's side of her family are all outlaws. They really are. My daddy's side's got a little conversions in them, but, but my mama's side's a bunch of outlaws. And when we had family reunions, they used to fight all the time. And I had to break them up because I was the only preacher. I became the daysman. I became the man that broke up the fights. It's just the way it was. Hey, Rex, we need you over here. Two cousins are into it. Hey, Rex, over here. And I was always doing that, running here and there. So help me, it happened that way. But an old West Texas boy stepped into a role one day. And I said, God, I can't do this without yourself. He said, you'll never have to do it by yourself. 
And here I am today. Here I am today. I lost a boy. He'd be 36 years old. His birthday was last Wednesday. And I missed him. I missed him real, real bad. I missed that boy real, real bad. But I preached here Wednesday night. You never knew anything about it. He'd be 36 years old. But you know what? He's in a better place. And one day I'm going to go see him. But God's given me favor. He's given me favor. I've got three grandsons now. God's blessed me mightily because I'm walking in favor. It's unmerited. It's unmerited. It's unmerited. But it is the favor of God. And I recognize it and I see it. Matthew says, if you then, though you be evil, know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good gifts for those that ask him? I believe that we can expect preferential treatment. I believe we can expect opportunities, open doors in our lives. I believe that with all my heart. The second thing I want to share with you is simply this. Favor is not based on who you are. It's based on whose you are. Wow. We don't have, we don't have a lot of pedigree, a lot of us in our life. We can't say I go back to Stonewall Jackson or I go back to Alex Haley or I don't have roots. I don't have, we, we, we can't say a lot of that. But we can say this. We have a heavenly father who loves us. I'll never forget when I got the revelation, guys, that when I was born again, you got to get this, when I was born again, I got a brand new dad. Now, I love my father. I love my father. My dad was my hero. But, but my dad had, had, had things that held him up. He had things Physically, he had cancer in his colon. He had he had little he had little heart palpitations from time to time. He had some he had some issues in his life, but he lived a good full long life. But I'll never forget the day that I realized when I when I joined the heavenly team when God saved me, and I became a new creature. I got a new heavenly father, and he doesn't have any heart problems. He doesn't have any worry problems. He don't get up every day biting his fingernails off. He doesn't have any palpitations of his heart. He doesn't have any cancer in his body. He is a God that takes care of me, and I'm under his leadership and under his fellowship. I love my earthly father. I miss him. I mourn for him. I love him. But I am under somebody greater than any earthly father could ever be under. I am under the father of almighty preeminence and almighty power and almighty omnipotence and almighty omniscience. I'm under a God that loves me. I'm under a God that cares about me. And he is one that gives me favor. I remember, I remember when my dad was helping me buy my first car. This is so unusual. What I'm about to tell you is so unusual. And, and I don't want to preach forever, but it's so unusual. Ooh, somebody gave me some money. I'm doing a dollar's worth right now. <laughs> Somebody left their offering there. Hey, my dad and I went to the Chevrolet house in Leveland, Texas, and I bought my first car my junior year in high school. I was 17 years old. It was a 63 model Impala, white with red interior, and it was leather. Leather, baby, leather. <laughs> it had been wrecked, had a little Bondo on the back right fender, but it was sharp. It was a chick magnet. You know, I never had dates in high school. I don't guess it was that much of a chick magnet. <laughs> but you got to get this. 
But I went to that car dealership. God, this is going to blow you away. I went to that car dealership. And my daddy looked at that man and said, Mr. Reed, I want you to do a favor for us. He said, I want you to help my boy, teach him the ways of loans. And like you helped me, I want you to help him. And my daddy literally, I didn't tell the first, my daddy literally walked out of the room and I took care of the transaction. Now, what I didn't know is that there was something going on behind the scenes before I got there. That my daddy had stepped up and I got that kind of favor because my father had that kind of reputation in that town as a man that took care of his bills, as a man that took care of his situations and loved his kids and wanted his kids to do well. But he let me walk in at 17 years old, guys. I was still a minor, and I signed my first note and paid $65 a month for a car, and it was mine, no cosign. And you know what I called it? I called it not who I was, but whose I was. I belonged to a man that had favor in that town. When my dad died in Marlowe, Oklahoma, I went to the bank, and the whole bank surrounded me and Patty like we were, like we were VIPs. They said, wow, your daddy was awesome. What do you need, Pastor Rex? What do you need, Patty? We'll do anything for you. You know what it was? It wasn't who I was. I'm in Austin, Texas. That's Marlowe, Oklahoma. It was my daddy. My daddy had favor. My daddy had paved the way for me. And I'm here to tell you right now, I have a heavenly father that has paved the way for me. You hear me? And I'm not going to step back. I'm not going to walk away from it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to walk in favor. I'm going to walk in his opportunity because he's done some things behind the screen. Are you with me today? Favor. It's our Father's desire to give us the kingdom. The third thing that favor is when you're favor-minded, you'll see favor increase in your life. Everybody say favor-minded. When you're favor-minded, you'll see favor all around you. If you're trouble-minded, you'll see trouble all around you. If you're anger-minded, you'll see anger and find reasons to be angry all the time. If you're poverty-minded, you'll see yourself poor all the time. Can I preach to you right now? But if you're favor-minded, you'll see favor. You'll see more favor. You'll see more favor. It's just like the crowded parking lot. I'm going to find me a spot because God's going to help me. It's like when you think you're going to have to pay some income taxes. And then the CPA calls you and said, Preacher, we found a little loophole here. We found you something here, buddy. And you're going to get a little money back. That's once in a blue moon, but every now and then it happens. But isn't it neat to think that sometimes when I think I'm going to have to pay, I get something called a refund. And when your boss tells you that you're being promoted, you think, how did that happen? Me? I'm not educated. Me? I didn't think it would ever happen. Hey, get a grip. Open your eyes and start recognizing you're favored. God loves you. He loves you who you are. He loves the fact that you're his children and he wants to bless you. It's his desire to give you the kingdom. I got a son-in-law. I've got a son-in-law that is the beatenest thing I've ever seen in my life. He's in first service, but my son-in-law is unreal. Every time, well, I, I, I don't want to stretch that, but... I will say 95 to 98% of the time we go to an event, I take my boys every now and then to a ball game or something, and we have father and son-in-law time. 
Man, I got, I got six guys in my world now. Isn't that neat? Isn't that neat? God's repaid me sixfold, and they all love me like that. That's favor. That's favor. When I hear little old Windsor running through the house and say, Bo, go hit the ball. I take him outside in the backyard, and he swings that little old plastic golf club, hits that plastic golf ball over the fence. He can swing it. He can hit it over the fence. He said, go get it, Bo. I climb over the fence. We finally got that figured out the other day. I got my ball retriever that I get, <laughs> that I use sometime on the golf course. And I said, I'm not climbing no more, son. I got that ball retriever, and it reaches out there where I can't. But, 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 but my oldest son-in-law, Damon, is unbelievable. We go to ball games. We go to these ball games. We was at the Spurs game a year or so ago. Went down there. And coming out, I walked right by it. It was, it was like right here. It was like right here. And I walked right by it, and Damon said, whoo. He picked it up. It was 420s rolled together. He said, I got dinner tonight. Now, you think he had the favor, but I had the favor because I'm the father-in-law and I always buy. You understand that? God gave me favor. God gave me favor. What you see is what you're going to get. We went up to see the Rangers. We went up to see the Rangers. And we was walking out of the Ranger game. In the middle of the day, he picked up 65 bucks. I saw him over here talking after church a while ago, and he was telling more and more stories. He's got more stories about that. He's found money on the golf course. How do people lose money on the golf course? I guess they're paying up their bets, and they're so drunk they don't know how to hold on to their money, and they drop it, and Damon finds it. Sober boy finds it. I don't know, but I know one thing, that he looks for it, and he finds it. If you're looking for it, you, oh, God. If you're looking for it, you're going to find it. If you're looking for it, you're going to find it. Somebody needs to say, I'm coming under that right now. I'm going to come under that right now. I believe that God's got something for me, and I declare this year to be a year of favor on my life. Favor, 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 favor. It's an awesome thing to have. Favor. One of the first songs I ever remember singing was, Jesus loves me, this I know. Well, the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They're weak, but he's strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Woo! Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, see, I believe that. The Bible tells me so. Woo! You need to go down the road instead of singing with Merle Haggard. You need to sing, Jesus loves me. You need to start singing it. You need to start singing it. You need to start singing it. I was with a man the other day in our church, and uh, he's a great man. He and his family's not here today, but he's a great man, a wonderful man. And I was just telling him, I said, man, you just seem to be walking in favor. You're walking in favor, man. It's incredible to see you walking in favor. And he said, Pastor, you had not seen nothing yet. He said, God's blessing me. He said, I had one business, and now I have three businesses. And said the three businesses are going to be the same as the first business was. In fact, one, one person wants to buy one of my businesses because it's doing so good. And there's no telling what I could make. He said, Pastor, I'm walking in favor. You know why he's walking in it? Because he sees it. He sees it. What you see is what you're going to get. And if you see it, if you're favor-minded, it'll come to you. Everything happens to those that see it. There's people in this church right now, right now in this building, 
that were struggling financially, struggling, and all of a sudden they caught a concept of just seeing things that God wanted them to see. And they're walking in it now. And they're talking about it now. And they're sharing their testimony now because God has shown them, I've had this for you a long time. It's not something done in a closet, not something I've done in a corner. This is for you. I've got something for you right now. Would you receive it from me right now, God is saying. And God does that. So here's the question. Can you handle more favor? Luke 2 and 52 said the Lord increased in wisdom and stature and in favor. 1 Samuel chapter 2 said the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord. Proverbs 3 and 4 said then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Favor comes to you from all kinds of situations, circumstances. It comes from unexpected places and unexpected people, which brings me to my fourth point. God's favor will give you favor with the right people. Now, you got to get this. And I don't want to be misunderstood here. But there's some people that don't want something that they think is ungodly to bless them. Can I talk to you? If God lets an ungodly boy, man, woman, boy, girl, bless you, who are you to say no? The devil's had that long enough. Why don't you let it get into the hands of godly people? There's some people say, you know, because I'm a Christian, I'm passed over at my job. Because I'm a Christian, people don't like me on my job. Now, that's a problem right there. Because if you're a Christian, people ought to love you on your job. You ought to be the most kindest person, the most generous person. You ought to be the most favoring, giving person. You ought to most be the most beautiful person on that whole job. There's a problem when your religion, when your salvation gets between you and favor in that office. I'm telling you, Daniel found favor in Babylon. I'm telling you, David found favor in Israel when he was just an illegitimate son of Jesse. He was ruddy and he was, he, was, he was red-faced and ruddy and he didn't even belong in the lineup. He was a boy that was born in sin. He understood what it was to have sin in his life, but God overcame that in his life and David saw himself as having favor in his life and God blessed him and God touched him. Don't allow yourself to talk yourself out of the favor that God has for you on your job, in your school, and in your office. God wants you to be the head and not the tail. Boy, I'm preaching to you right now. Help me out. Does that mean cocky? No. Does that mean proud? No, 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 no. That means you're just assured. Here's the deal. A cupbearer got Joseph out of prison. A man that was a servant to a king got Joseph out of prison. I'm two minutes from being done. Got Joseph out of prison. A cupbearer. Went and said, hey, there's a, guy, there's a guy in your prison, man. He's something else. A cupbearer. Who would ever think that a cupbearer could get a man out of jail? But a cupbearer got a man out of jail, and he elevated from the prison to the palace to second in command of all of Egypt. What I want to tell you is that don't be blind to who God's going to use. They may walk up dipping, smoking drinking but it could be the person that God uses 
to elevate you, not to get you to smoke and to drink and to drug. No, no, no. But to get you to understand that God can use anything to put you into a level of his favor and his grace and his glory in your life. Amen. Hey, people that don't know Jesus don't know how to act, but they don't know what to do with people that's got favor on them. I received a phone call the other day, and I'm closing. Randy, come and help me. I received a phone call the other day. In fact, it was yesterday from one of the most wonderful men in our whole city. Just a wonderful man. A man loved. If I told you his name, you'd, just, you'd, you'd love him. He's just awesome. Patty and I were going. The funeral was over, and we was on our way to eat, and Patty was driving. I took the call, and he started crying on the phone. He started crying. And I said, what is it, sir? He said, well, I, just, I just feel so good. i got to tell you some great news, Pastor. Great news. Well, what's the great news? Well, Pastor, my boy, you know, that I asked you to pray for. He called me about two months ago and asked me to pray for his son. And his son was battling kidney cancer and battling liver cancer. He's a young man. And I told him I'd pray for him. He said, I, I believe in your prayers, and I believe in your church's prayers. And yesterday he called me, and he was broken again. He said, Pastor... He's going to be all right. My boy's going to be all right. And I told him, I said, you know what it is? I knew what I was preaching. I said, you know what that is, sir? That's favor. God's given you favor. You know what he said? He said, Pastor, it sure got a lot better when I come up under and start believing what you preach. And I said, it's not because of me. It's because of him. But I said, maybe I just took the blinders off your eyes and let you see that God has something for you. Let me tell you something. God is awesome. He's awesome. And this unmerited favor stuff, we don't understand. We don't get it. There was a little couple when they was leaving the church today. They were trying to figure it out. One of them said, well, I guess I must have done something real good because I got a promotion today. No, 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 no not about just doing good and being good we want to be good and do good every day we live but it's about God's favor you can't get there without him it's about his blessing it's his mercy it's his grace that calls us to be here today and so the joy of what this is all about is unreal I left a revival years ago in a particular place and the pastor told me to go home and never never preach again he didn't like my preaching and he went to a camp meeting and started telling everybody at that campground you don't want to have this guy he can't preach this happened this happened it was in Louisiana it was in Louisiana and it happened and everybody that he told that felt sorry for me And I got more revivals than you can shake a stick at. He thought he was doing me evil. And God said, I'm going to put favor on that boy. I'm going to put favor on that boy. And he connected me with an old boy that pastored Lake Charles that became my number one public relations man named Merle Ewan put me in relation with him and all of a sudden Merle went everywhere and said, don't believe him, believe me. The youngin can preach and let him go. And I preached everywhere. And 15 years later, I preached a camp meeting that that man was in. He walked up and said, man, you've improved. <laughs> no. 
favor of God. It's his favor. When God's got it on you, hell can't take it off of you. It's favor. It's favor. It's favor. It's favor. Stand to your feet. I watched him today. I watched him today walk out of the building. His name is George. His wife's name is Tara. We've talked about him. Wow, what a precious couple. What a precious couple. Which brings me to my fifth point. My fifth point. Let me, let me put my fifth point. God's favor will open up doors of opportunity in your life. Be confident in God's favor. Now listen. George and Tara wanted a baby so bad they couldn't stand it. They could not stand it. They wanted to have children. So they could not get, they could not get pregnant. So they went and had the in vitro treatments. And they had the shots. And all of a sudden she became expectant. And when she became expectant, they were rejoicing. They were so happy. And the baby, she carried it almost full term. And then it was dead. It died. And not only did the baby die, this is when we came into George and Tara's world, but Tara had to have a complete hysterectomy so she would never be able to have children again. And I said to myself, God, you've got to let these people see a rainbow in this storm. Let them see favor. I don't know if you know it or not, but George was carrying a baby in his arm out the door today. Because they're the couple that were the precious couple that adopted the little girl that Brandy put up for adoption. <laughs> and they adopted it. And so help me, that baby looks like her mother. So help me, that baby. You know, they say that dogs and people get to looking alike the longer they stay together. But that baby right now looks like her mother. And George, I said, George, you think, he heard first service. I said, George, you think that's a little favor? He said, Pastor, it's favor. It's favor. It's favor. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to be confident. The Bible said, he said, Philadelphia, I've set before you an open door. I'm going to give you an open door. I'm going to give you a door that no man can shut. I'm going to give you a door that no man can close. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you an open door. And when you see that door of favor, why don't you walk through it this year? Why don't you just step through it and say, God, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm going to walk. I'm going to step forward. I'm not going to sit back and judge and try to discern everything because sometimes I've discerned myself out of blessings that you had for me. I'm going to walk in favor. I'm going to walk in the, in the grace of God. And watch God do something great in your life. And now, I'm going to do three things, and I want you to repeat it with me, okay? I'm going, to, I'm going to proclaim three things. Number one, I'm going to proclaim his favor over our church. Amen? I'm going to proclaim his favor over our family and friends. I'm going to proclaim his favor over our finances. Amen? Everybody say, our church. Clap your hands and say, God, give us favor in this church. Everybody say family and friends. Come on. Family and friends. I declare favor over family and friends right now. And number three, give it the loudest applause. I declare favor over our finances. God's going to help us. 
God's going to help us. God's going to help us. God's going to help us. God's going to help us. And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks again for listening.